Hey, 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 it's your girl, Queen Lala, here with episode 33 of the Palenque Podcast. So this episode is entitled, Good Christian Slaveholders, and I thought this title would be fitting since today is Easter Sunday, and in this episode, I want us to discuss holidays. Holidays in the lives of those that were enslaved. And we've discussed holidays before, but I bring it back around because, again, today is Easter. And I think it's important that we make sure we don't forget some of which how things, customs, traditions that we celebrate today have been influenced by time being enslaved by our ancestors. So because slaveholders wanted to be thought of as good Christians, and I put good Christians in quotes, even though um, the two titles cannot exist together, you can't be a slaveholder and also a good Christian. They allowed certain holidays to be celebrated throughout the year, Easter, Christmas, New Year's Day. Those were the holidays that they allowed those who were enslaved to have some time off and a little bit of respite. Frederick Douglass actually wrote that, um, here's his quote, I believe these holidays to be among the most effective means in the hands of slaveholders of keeping down the spirit of insurrection among the slaves. And he wrote that to say that although the enslaved were granted holiday respites. It was really a way to control those that were enslaved and avoid uprisings rather than really being a genuine gesture of compassion or what have you to slaves that by giving them a few days a year to look forward to as this will be your time earned or your respite to live similar to the slave master in that you are able to have time to do what you want, visit with your family at leisure. It kept down insurrection because they used it as a way to kind of entice slaves to stay obedient and look forward to these opportunities. Celebration, time off, even though those were the days pretty much designated where you could look forward to that happening were not always guaranteed. So even though it was a potential opportunity that depended upon the crop. So if your crop schedule was behind, there might not be the same time granted as it would be had crops been in schedule. So you might only get a few hours granted rather than three days, two days a week. Slaveholders use Christmas and Easter also as days to gift. And I put that in quotes as well because they gifted the enslaved with their yearly allotments of clothing. So here I'm going to give you a gift and Merry Christmas. I'm giving you a yearly allotment of some old clothes that you're going to wear all year. So this was looked upon as a gift for slaves 
that here's the clothes that you need to wear for the whole year and I'm going to give them to you as Christmas present as if it's a gift. Also, they may receive some special food items from the master's table or maybe get to enjoy whatever was left from the master's dinner could be given down to the slaves. Sometimes it would be household items, things that they could use in the house or cash. And maybe more lenient slaveholders could even provide like up to a week off for those that were enslaved. But the week off usually was used for time to visit relatives because many times relatives could have been sold off. So you may have your husband living on a different plantation, your children living elsewhere. And so this was a time that once a year you may be afforded an opportunity to visit with those that have been sold. It was also a time where slaves were allowed to marry or have a wedding, make repairs to their accommodations, because coming from working in the fields or in the house, you really didn't have time in the evening to be able to make those type of repairs to your residence. So this was also a time where that would occur. They give gifts to each other, use that time as fellowship, but it didn't erase the horrors of slavery. So it also became a time where there was opportunity to escape. Many escapes and escape plans were made to correspond with those holidays because those were the holiday times when maybe holiday travel would occur and so slaveholders may be away from the plantation. It would give an opportunity for those that were enslaved that were running to have a very healthy head start without being detected. Harriet Tubman even carried out her brother's escape at Christmas. So she came purposefully during the Christmas holiday to help her brother escape and carried him with her all the way through the Underground Railroad back to freedom that happened during Christmas. And so Easter also was a day when the enslaved were um, able to dress up and encouraged to dress up in their finest clothes to attend their religious services for Easter, which fulfilled the um, demand of the stakeholder that the enslaved practice Christianity. So that practice, that custom to dress up in your finest on Easter was to benefit the slaveholder by seeing that African-Americans that were enslaved were donning their best in celebration of the Christianity as a religion that was one that they had no choice but to obey. So to this day, you still see African-Americans donning their finest clothes for Easter Sunday, for that Easter Sunday church service. And that tradition was born out, actually born out of slavery as this was the time where you did wear your finest. And so even though um, the tradition of Easter looks totally different now in the black church, the custom of your Easter best came from what was expected of you as following your slave master's religion. So I just want you to kind of think, Pauline Carroll's, about that. And, you know, people are free to follow whatever religion they choose however they become closest to God. I have no problem with that at all. But 
taking yourself out of just that idea for a minute and putting yourself into the um, idea of having a religion already, bringing that religion with you and your customs and being told that you are banned, not allowed to practice that religion that your ancestors practiced. And instead, you must practice the religion of the oppressor. And now, couple of that with the idea of practicing a religion that actually oppresses me as a human being. And there's days of respite, there's days of freedom, but I'm practicing a religion that says it's okay for a human being to actually be enslaved. So that doesn't sit right because many of the atrocities of slavery, and these are written in tons of slave narrative and I've actually linked a YouTube video in the show notes of some slave er narratives that are um, read by some celebrities to get an idea of what the time of slavery really was as this artifact was compiled by those that lived as slaves and so some of the stories that come out of that juxtaposed to the idea of your slave master thinking they were a Christian, but doing things that are just so outrageous, auctioning your family members, auctioning slaves just in general, whipping slaves for not meeting quotas, and the, they would actually stake them to the ground, lay them out flat, and just whip them across one side and the other to check aboard their back raping women at will, and doing it in front of their husband, their children, whenever. Medical experimentation on slaves because it was thought that slaves couldn't feel, well, black people couldn't feel pain. Um, and to this day, that idea carries through into modern-day medicine. We're going to do an episode just on that alone. And even using children, I had a earlier episode, Gator Bait, where you see that Children were used as bait for hunting. And, and there's even stories of, say, the slave master on a cold night was cold, would ask for a young black child to come up and lay across, or even a, an, an adult, lay across the bottom of the bed on their feet to keep them warm. So just using a human being across the bottom of your bed to keep your feet warm shows how low you think of that human being. There's also a story within that narrative that they, you know, keeping slave women knitting, knitting, knitting all night, and they would become tired, and then they would be forced to stand up and knit, even though their heads were nodding from not having the appropriate rest. Just things like that, that show you, you don't, you don't care about individuals lives. You don't look at them as human. So some of the questions I want you to consider, Pauline Carroll, and as you listen to this and learn more about that time and some of the customs and traditions that were carried on is, you know, how could slaveholders consider themselves Christians yet enslave human beings? Where, where does that fit in? And then what religion or religions would exist within the African-American community or the African diaspora, if the enslaved were not forced to practice Christianity, what would be the richness of those religions and how would that be different than what we see today, especially in um, 
America? And then how must it have felt to practice the same religion as your oppressor and to practice a religion that kept you oppressed? So think about those, have a conversation, share it with others, and please link to the resources at the bottom of the episode in the show notes so you can learn more. Your call to action is always to learn, to grow, and then to inspire someone else to do the same. This is your girl, Queen Lala, the Palenque Podcast. Be sure to visit the Palenque website. It's thepalenque.com. Reach us on Twitter at the underscore Palenque. Facebook at the Palenque. Instagram at the Palenque Podcast. And you can listen on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Until next time. The queen is coming. Yeah, la la yeah. The queen is coming. Bow, 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 bow. Put your gas mask. Set the wrong body armor. Why you ass? Press it for the queen and mother. Mutiny. We take the ship. We turn the back. We flip the stern. You got to learn. Put your gas mask. Set the brown body armor. Right back. Presents for the queen mother. Put your gas mask. Set the brown body armor. Why you ass? Presents for the queen mother. Queen is coming. Lala here. Queen is coming, yeah, yeah. The queen is coming, la la here. Queen is coming, y'all, y'all, y'all. The queen is coming, la la here. The queen is coming, yeah. hey, hey, hey. I said the queen is coming, la la here. I said the queen is coming.